Welcome to Co-Pilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it that second chance might just be worth your while. Here, we take that second chance for you and let you know if a show is worth more than just one shot. I'm Justice. Alongside me is my co-pilot, Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this week will be The Way of the House Husband. The House Husband is a 2021 anime by Netflix. And it is based off the manga that started in 2018, I believe, by Kosuke Uno. I, I think that's how his last name is said, but yeah. Now, it's a specific type of manga, right? It's not like a normal... Well, it's, it is just technically a normal manga, but it fits very much a uh, like four-panel setup. It's not exactly, but it's much more in like the style of that, where it's not an over arching tied together story gag manga but it's more of a little more like a comedy thing where it's, yeah where it has a, an intro panel a joke the jokes results and then like the end of the comic yeah but it has more than that like mm-hmm. some of them are shorter like that some of them are longer it kind of varies back and forth in the manga that makes sense because where we typically only review two episodes this week we're reviewing 12 that's right we said fuck the entire basis of the show, and we're reviewing 12 episodes. Now, you might be thinking, damn, 12 episodes? This is like, that's like an entire season of an anime, right? Damn it, this is going to be so long? Like, 12 like, episodes? That's did good. that anime not get a double season? Is it just 12 episodes? Did you not do the 13th because it's an OVA, or did they just not have an OVA? Like, 12 episodes, that's got to be like four or five hours of podcast. What's going on? And you've already looked at the runtime of this episode. It's not four or five hours. Yeah, and, and now you're thinking, wait. They said gag, so it's a comedy thing. Are they just going to omit all the jokes and there's no actual story to this show? So they're just going to be like, and then he went there, and then he went home, and then he woke up, and then he slept. No, we're not doing that either. In fact, what we're doing is each episode is six individual episodes. Yeah. It's very much like you see with, like, kind of, I guess, like Spongebob and shit, where it's like, look, it's running for half an hour. But it's actually like two or three episodes. Yeah, depending on like the length. This is 15 to 18 minutes an episode. And each episode has like six episodes in it because they're very short, like little... Five episodes about our titular house husband and then one episode about his cat. Yeah, it's vaguely, I would say, almost sketch show-ish where we have a brief thing happening with its own little joke and then again, but we are repeating... Equivocally, just the same sketch show characters. You know what? Let's actually just get into it. First, we'll start with the opening of the anime. How would you think of this opening, this OP? So, the music's good. Yeah. It's... I like how the music is got two sides to it, essentially. There's this, like, soft, clean vocals, which... They're almost the... choral at points. Yeah, where they, like, pair that with, like, the colorful images and, like, doing normal, like, day-to-day life stuff. But and then... when we focus on, like, the dark, grainy images, like, we start with... Uh... Focusing in on this guy's back with this fucking dope-ass um, Irizumi-style dragon tattoo all across his back. Mm-hmm. And, like, when we focus on, like, the, like, Yakuza and darker sides of stuff, the music is screaming vocals and much heavier guitar and stuff. Yeah. So it's got, like, a nice balance between, like, the two aspects of this character in the opening. And, and in this opening, we see, like, other than that, we also see, like, this pretty intimidating guy... Who looks very much like stereotypical Yakuza looking, wearing an apron and like sometimes like cutting up vegetables or riding a bike. Yeah. In fact, when we get into the first episode, we have our main character, Tatsu, mm-hmm. and he's twirling a knife around and chopping up vegetables and like cooking stuff. And Am I, missing I, I mean, it's in the first episode. It's just not right when we start the first episode. Oh, what do you mean? When we start the first episode, we start outside their apartment building and mm, then yes. the alarm goes off. And so I would say... F- one of the first things about this show is it's an anime, obviously, as we've mentioned. And I saw a lot of people have issue on the internet with its animation style. It's got a kind of like flipbook art style where it's like individual still shots. Yeah. So if you know anything about animation, you have, or at least hand drawn animation, you have your keyframes and then you have your in between shots, basically. So your key is, well, this is an important scene. And then your in betweens are going from important scene to next important thing. And this really just has, like, those key images. So it's just like, here's this, here's this, here's this. It's basically like a comic 
panel image almost. And then we go to the next one. Yep. And so when we do cut to the inside of the house, we get Tatsu fixing like a gourmet lunch. No. We see him in his bathroom first because we see him from behind and we see his tattoo. And then we cut to the front where we see more tattoos. And he's looking pretty kind of pissed off. And we see him take this knife and just stick it in the back of his pants to like stick it in the waistband of his pants. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I gotta miss that. Mm-hmm. Then we see him fixing a gourmet lunch. Yeah, he's kitchen. making a, uh, I wouldn't call it gourmet, but he's making like a, a character bento. Yeah, like it's to such an extent that he like is taking pictures of it when he finishes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. He's got like on a, on a like towel or blanket. Like it looks like a pink, like a pink, like wrap cloth that like you see in anime where someone's like wrapped it around the bento. But he's got like this, it's set up like a photo shoot. He's yeah. just like taking pictures of how nice it looks. Yeah, you have this very uh, tough, intimidating looking guy. He's made like, the rice balls look like little panda faces and stuff, and it's put inside of this small little bento box that the lid is like these magical girls, and it's on a pink backdrop. And then he's just taking pictures of it while this cat's chilling around him. And then his wife busts into the kitchen, and she's in a hurry. She's like, I'm late, I'm late. Ah, oh, I can't believe I'm late. And he's like, well, what about breakfast? And she just takes off. Yeah. And he he's like, okay, well... He picks up the cat. He's like, well, I've got to go do laundry, and then i got to go do some grocery shopping, but I guess I also need to feed you. And then he looks to the room where he had the bento laying on the floor on its towel, taking pictures. He's like, oh, she forgot her lunch. So he packs up her lunch and hops on his bike and flies out of there. And then we see him stopped, and there's two police officers next to him. They're like, I'm going to ask you one last time. What do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm a house husband. And then one of them recognizes him as the immortal dragon. Wait, you're the immortal dragon, Tatsu. And we'll get a little bit of a flashback here explaining who the immortal dragon is and like how he beat up a whole bunch of enemy, like other clan bosses. Supposedly, the immortal dragon uh, beat up 10 rival gangs, unarmed and alone, all in one night, and then just disappeared. Yep. But when we come back to... Tatsu and the cops, he's try- he tries to bribe one of them with a coupon. Yeah, he reaches into his jacket, and it's the like classic shot of like reaching for a gun, and the cops kind of step back, and he pulls out a coupon. And he's like, here, now, now, I, have to, now I really have to go. Here, take this. And they're like, we're not done yet, and that's the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And then we're on to the next one. Yep, we get a little flash of the title card, and now we're in a new story. We see this guy walking down the street. And he's thinking to himself, man, this neighborhood's such easy marks. I can't believe I can get so much money for these shoddy knives. Yeah, he, he literally says they're cheap knives. They're gonna sell, He's going to sell them a huge markup. There's a lot of like easy marks in this area, basically, to scam. Yeah, I should clarify. We're not talking like pocket knives or anything. We're like kitchen knives. Like nice. Yeah, he is a door-to-door salesman, but he is selling things at a massive markup, which is not technically illegal, extremely unethical, and kind of just a dick move. Yep. So he knocks on the door to Tatsu's house, and Tatsu answers, and he's wearing a bloody apron, and he has a knife. Well, there's the thing I like here, because it, it was a very quick, like, smash of, like, the panels, where we see, the moment this door opens, this guy's hands are on it, he sticks his foot immediately inside and hooks it on the door, and then just pops his head in and moves himself all the way into the door. Hmm. Like, I got, yeah. This guy, he's been doing this scammy door-to-door salesman thing for a while. Like, you give him the smallest reaction to that door opening, he's inside your apartment now. And... The guy sees Tatsu's bloody apron, and he's like, I'm not interrupting anything, am I? And Tatsu's like, I was just carving something up. And so this guy's incredibly intimidated by Tatsu, and in fact, going so far as to trip over himself, like... And falls back, on his ass, Trying yeah. to back away from Tatsu. Um, but then the guy collects himself, and he's like, okay, we're gonna get this cell. We're gonna I'm prof- do this. I'm a professional. This is what I do. Speaking of cutting things up, I have these knives. And Tatsu's just like, blades? I guess like, y- yeah, blades? But then Tatsu ends up asking to test them because he wants because he's heard that there's a scam going around where they're selling cheap yeah. bla- cheap knives at a markup. So the guy hands him a knife and Tatsu just, this is where he's twirling the knife around. He wasn't really twirling it around to begin with. Okay. But he's like twirling it all around his fingers and the guy's just like, oh. He's got style. And then they're sitting in and Tatsu's like, you should let me try this out. Except he says it in an intimidating manner because that's just how he talks always. And I guess like, yeah, yeah, sure. And Tatsu ends up making this nice hamburg steak dish for him with some uh, ketchup rice and, and, and a couple steak. other sides. Yeah. I think we talked about Food Wars before. Yeah. Like on the interstitial episodes. 
But like, so the salesman, he takes a bite of the food, and like the screen flashes, and like there's there's like sparkles. He's like, oh he's my. like in a field. Of yeah. wheat. It's blowing. The air's blowing against him. Honestly, it felt like, you know, that classic scene of um. Oh, I've forgotten the musical. It has a few of my favorite things in it. I hate the actual musical. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Is it The Sound of Music? Yeah, The, the Sound of Music where she's like skipping and kind of dancing through like the meadow. It felt very much like that scene, but just this guy rejoicing that this food tastes well, great. Well, I bring up Food Wars because like if this is how Food Wars did its food scenes... It would be good. Yeah. Instead, like, it's like a third of an episode is gratuitous fucking fan service. Yeah, so like the food's so good, the scam artist is like almost crying. He's like, it reminds me of my hometown. And then he's like, I can't sell these bad knives to a guy these knives don't these knives don't matter yeah i can't sell these to a guy who makes food this good also he scares me i have to go now i have to leave and then the episode ends like we don't see him leave or anything he just flew into that one yep so we get another title card and another like title screen and then we're into the next story where we see a guy getting thrown out of a market yeah this blonde guy gets thrown out of a store and his face is all beat up he has bandages and stuff and he's upset because his boss the immortal dragon has disappeared. And things have gone really fucking downhill for him and his group since then. But speaking of the immortal dragon, Tatsu's um, shopping in the market and he finds some really cheap cabbages. And being Tatsu, he has to exclaim dramatically about how cheap these are, basically. I think they're like 100 yen, like $1 yeah. or something. Um, I would like to point out here, though, that the guy who gets thrown out does reference that this is a Kinomimi group turf. Kinomi group's turf. I don't remember what exactly they were. Yeah, I don't remember. But I, I just, I'd like to note that because, uh, fun fact, as we were talking about the manga a bit earlier, um, I do have more frame of reference for this show because I started reading it in 2018 when it came out, and then they made a show. So, j- just future reference for around there. That group comes up again, and the fact that their turf is near where Tatsu lives means we get a lot of interaction there. But anyways, Masa spots Tatsu because Tatsu had that outburst. Yeah. And so Tatsu buys essentially all of the cabbages from the store. He says he should, but when we see his basket, he still has one in there. Yeah. But he's talking to the cashier. He's like, you guys really know how to rob a person, how to rob someone blind, don't you? Be- because they have such good deals that you can't resist buying everything. That's the point. But, you know, he says it. But as he's leaving, Masa catches up with him and he's like, where have you been this entire time? The- our entire crew got, like, arrested and fell apart. Like, And those that didn't get arrested or, you know, killed kind of just left. And he's, like, Masa's trying to talk t- talk to Tatsu about this, and Tatsu's just like, let's take a walk. Yeah. Like, the entire time Masa's originally talking, Tatsu's just like, I gotta recycle these bottles like a good person. And then, like, he just looks at Masa and goes, let's take a walk. And they end up at a cooking class mm-hmm. where they're being taught how to make a potato... Croquette. Croquette, yeah, that's right. Potato croquette. So Tatsu, as we've already been shown twice now, is an exemplary chef and makes... The best potato croquette. And everyone in the class is clapping, including Masa. They're all just, like, clapping. And then Masa's like, wait. Tears off his headband that he's wearing around his head. I'm tired of this, this shit. shit. And, like... What are you? Some old lady cooking potatoes and stuff? And just uh, sitting around something along those lines. So Tatsu explains to Masa that he's just trying to protect what's his in a way that doesn't require violence. Yes, yeah, you can't protect what's sacred to you with violence. And Masa's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? He doesn't say fuck. He says something along those lines. Slams the dish. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Is the line. Slams the plate with the croquettes out of Tatsu's hand. And she's yelling at him. And then Tatsu just slaps him through a plate glass window. Across the street. <laughs> and then proceeds to beat the living shit out of Masa. Yeah, just gets on top and just slaps him back and forth. Which is made all the more humorous because Masa then yells, But this, this is violence! violence! Yeah. Um, and that's the end of that one. Yeah. Good episode. Uh, I'll actually... We'll get to it here in a minute. We only got two more episodes and a cat episode, and then we can get to what you thought of the first episode. Yeah. So in this next episode, Tatsu is sitting in a dark room, smoking a cigarette. Shirtless, so we see his really, really nice tattoos. And he's like, the target's been identified. The the routes are planned. The time and route are all confirmed. All we've got to do is, is do it now. And then we see a car, and they're driving along, and the driver and the guy in the backseat are talking, and the driver's just like... Yeah, some people said they've seen the immortal dragon around. And the guy in the back's like, you've seen him? No, I know a guy who has. And the guy in the back's like, there's a lot of people out for his head. A lot of people want him dead. And then we cut to Tatsu, and he's 
biking down this alley and he sees this cat and he's like, oh no, it's worse to dodge the cat and drives himself headfirst through the window of the car mm-hmm. where these people were talking about killing him. The, the backseat window right into the other guy's lap. Yep. And then Tatu stands up. It, well, he says something like, you're from the Kinomi Kinom, Kimoni. I don't remember the name of it. It's K group, okay? You're from that other Yakuza group, right? Yeah. And they freak out thinking that the Immortal Dragon was trying to... And like, then he's like, wait, I don't have time for this. Trying to perform a hit on them. And so, like, Tatsu's like, like you said, he's like, I don't have time for this. And he, he takes off running. And then their guys are like, hey, you can't try was to kill a, us and run yeah, off. Yeah, was that an attempted assassination? Go after him. Kill him. So, and- Tatsu then runs off. And somehow he ends up roping these two guys into helping him with his plan. Yeah, well, he heads into a store. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, this place is going to be packed. And they see him standing just outside of this area. And this guy's like, I've got him. Cut him off. And then Tatsu turns to look at him. He's like, get to the other side. Like, to this guy who's chasing them. And we see them all, like, surrounding this bin. There's a bunch of women and other people. And they're all just fighting and kind of bickering. There's a lot of yelling. And we see some items flying. Yep. And so then we cut to a, like, hallway in this mall. Like, stairwell area, it looks like, almost. And Tatsu is berating them. He's like... And they look despondent as fuck. Like, they are so cowed. Yeah, he's like, what are you, children? Running errands for your mom? You couldn't get anything right. We lost on the battlefield today, men. We only got a sweater, a set of socks, and a set of gloves. Nothing that I wanted. And cells are a battleground. And then he mentioned something about being a house husband. And that's when these guys, like... Wait, lo- what? What the fuck? And one guy draws a gun. He's like, you're not a house husband. And then Tatsu, like, does a monkey arm bar to this dude, disarms him from the gun, and somehow puts the gloves on him, and, yeah. like, rolls away, and is, like, standing on his feet away from the guy now. And then we get a flashback. Well, no, like... Oh, wait, yeah. Tatsu's like, winter's coming, coming soon. You're gonna need those gloves, because it's gonna, get, it's gonna be cold out. Yeah. And then it cuts to the guy wearing the gloves, it's a flashback for him, and first we hear a voice just like, I'm sorry, I wish we had more money. We could only afford these gloves. I wish I could get you a better pair. And it's just him standing in front of his mom, just like happy, and like he's looking at his gloves, like wow, these are warm. I I have gloves, like. And then he starts crying because he's like, as he's crying, and Tatsu's walking, he goes, "Mommy." <laughs> then we get a title card, and we're into the next episode. And this episode starts with an introduction about how his wife is a designer. Yeah, she's a, a hardworking career woman. Yep. And him, well, he's a house husband. So he's in an anime store, and he's, like, looking through different animes. Um, I didn't catch the title of them. Well, he was—he really only looked at, like, a collectible, and I think the collectible was from something like My Little Sister is Crazy or something like that. Mm. While he's doing this, the store clerk was, like— Like, clocks him. He's like, a Yakuza? Yeah. And like, like, so he, he just seems confused that there is this tough Yakuza-looking guy in this anime store. Yeah, so Tatsu walks up to the clerk, and he's like, don't look me in the eyes. Don't. Look, look no eye contact. Else. No eye contact. And then the he's goods. like, then he's like, I'm looking. He also for- has this briefcase, which yeah. I forgot to mention. Uh, back in the first episode, so the very beginning of this, when he goes to take her bento to his wife, he takes the bento, puts it in a plastic bag that he can still evenly like the type you see drugs in, and then puts that inside of his silver briefcase, and it's in his bike when the police stop him. Oh yes, like it's apparently just what he uses to carry things in. But like, so he's at the, he's at the counter and he's like, so I'm looking for the box set of Poly, Crime Catch Polycure, Crime Catch Polycure, Jesus, and the guy's like, yeah, we have that. Which one are you looking for? Seasons one, two, or three? Wh- and which version? There's Personally, I prefer season two, version version two. two, because that one has the director from the mo- from the critically acclaimed movie, and the guy's just going off about like fun factory and nerdy stuff, and. Eventually, Tatsu like Tatsu takes has no en- idea what's going takes on. Takes this envelope of money and smacks the guy with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Bring me the goods. Bring me the goods." And yeah. that's yeah. Um, it, then he asks, as, then like zooms out to outside of the anime store. He's like, "Oh, by the way, do you have any loyalty cards?" Yeah. And then we see his wife walking back up to their apartment. Yeah, she's getting home from work. She's exhausted. But before before he lets her into the house, he like pats her down and like runs a metal detector over her. And and she's she's like, so confused. What are you doing? And then she walks in, there's like this weird setup birthday, like, I guess it's like a party setup and like a shrine or something. Uh, yeah, and... I don't entirely know. It does not have a good frame of context in a Western world, so I do not know how to describe it. Then he starts singing happy birthday and we get her name. Her name is Miku. 
singing it is yeah, a more, strong More term. like chanting it in a very like, like murderous... gravelly horse, horse voice that has like a slight like meter to it. Yeah. Um, so after he sings happy birthday, he gives her her present. And she's like, His oh. offering, as yeah, he calls yeah. it. And she's like, oh, is this for me? And she opens it up and she's like, oh, this is awesome. Thank it's so you. sweet. I, this, was, this was so sweet of you. It's polygyre. But unfortunately, I already have this one. It, it was still really sweet. Thank you. And she's like, oh, no, I have failed. I must pay the, pay, pay the penance for my failure. And he pulls a knife out and goes to stab, like cut off his pinky. Like he's sitting in Seiza, so on his knees, his hands out, and he has his knife from before. Which is this like nice bamboo knife with like its matching bamboo sheath. So when you slide it together, it's all one piece. Mm-hmm. And he's holding it like ready to fucking take it and just lever it down over his pinky. And then she does like this diving clothesline and knocks him out the window of their apartment. Which is on the second floor of their building. And we cut to the title screen and we go to the next episode. Mm-hmm. And we start this episode with Tatsu telling his cat, Gin, to guard the house because he has to go out. Yep. So this should be noted. This is episode six. And every episode that is a multiple of six... Seems to be a cat episode. Episode 6 and 12 are both yeah. cat episodes, at least. So, being a cat, and obviously Gin's not going to fucking listen to anything someone tells them. So, Gin leaves the house, sees some ants, and the huh. ants are like, I know it's, watch. I know, it's, I know it's spelled like Gin, but I'm pretty sure it was pronounced Gin. It might be Gin, yeah. Yeah, Gin. Um, but yeah, Gin leaves the house, and he's like, he, he sees some ants carrying a cricket, and, and he's like, like, we're being watched. And, like, the ants are talking, and the cat... Is- this episode took me off guard because yeah. all the animals talk, and, like, that hadn't been a thing yet. The ants are carrying a dead grasshopper, and Gein's like, do you, do you eat grasshoppers? Y- yeah. I thought the ants asked Gein if he ate no, grasshoppers. No, no, no. Mm. Gein was asking the ants. My bad. But then he sees some birds, and he's like, hey, you guys should come down here. And they're like... That's impossible. We're not doing that. No. No, thank you, man. He's like, I just want to play. Yeah. And then he sees a frog and asks the frog to play with him. The frog's like, nah. Yeah, the frog's out in the middle of a lake on a, on a lily pad. I was like no i'm and then he finally then Gein finally finds a dog and he's like oh hey you're a girl elizabeth elizabeth and he laughs it, the it's dog. a very like large dog with like a scar on its face yeah and the dog's all tangled one at the dog house and Gein tries to help them untangle themselves it's like that classic way you see dogs get stuck by which i mean they're not actually stuck they've just walked around something a few times and have no idea what's going on anymore like it's like <laughs> looped around the house three times yeah elizabeth is like i just remember chasing a butterfly and now i'm stuck yeah, so Gein's like, let me help. Just go back that way. And then go this way. And then the dog is now basically somehow, tied to the house. At this yeah, point. it is underneath all the leash and like strapped to the front of the house. And then Gein's like, well, I got to go. Bye. Wait, no. And end up episode. Yep. Then we get an actual outro mm-hmm. um, because the episode's actually over now after six mini episodes. And the outro features like a guitar-heavy rock track. It's this really driving guitar with these drums, and it just shows Gein walking. It's, it's a black silhouette of Gein walking on the walking on the glass, walking on grass with a sunset Set, in the background. With a sunset, and behind him. behind the sunset is like pictures of uh, Miku and Tatsu. Yeah, and like the moment they start showing up, we actually get some lyrics going on to it. But before that, it's just a cat walking along a riverbank with the sunset behind him. It's it's a good outro. I like it. Yeah, but yeah. That's the end of episode one of The Way of the House Husband, which is actually the end of episode six. Okay. Justice. Yeah. What do you think of The Way of the House Husband? I know you've read the manga before, so go yeah. ahead. Um, so I've, I've read all the manga that is of availability to me. Literally, I caught back up on it like yesterday, I think, or the day before. And by caught back up, I mean I uh, forgot where I was and... I forgot a bookmark it when I was reading it, so I just started over. I I pre-wrote most of these notes. Like, I, I'd see what was happening in the episode. I was like, oh, I remember that I, I read it just recently. Type out notes on it. Okay. Might make a few adjustments here or there for, like, the music editor or the dub or whatever. So, the art, like, for the characters and everything, really well done. And, like, like I said before, so many people complained about the animation. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just different. Like, there's not a problem with that. I'm perfectly okay with it. You know, I so, enjoyed it, and it kept motion despite yeah, not so, yeah, doing so like, a flowing motion. The anime is done in like a flipbook style, where it's individual images, and like the movement is done by changing images. Yeah, or, or like, or in the few cases, like with the it. knife moving like one image here or there. Yeah, but it's just a change of image is how they do it, which is it's how anime works. But anime is like. A bunch um, of images per second. It's literally like flip, a tiny flip book. And it's this an actual is, anime. And this is like an image a second. Yeah, it's like, nah, here's the main focus. Or an image every two seconds or something. Like, 
But they keep motion really well because, one, first off, so anime doesn't technically have a camera, but when you're talking about it, it still has camera angles mm-hmm. where you decide to focus your scene from. Yeah. Comics also have a camera angle, by the way, just on that out there. So the camera angles they choose to use are very well done to, like, add this sense of movement because how they change it or where they're coming from. Yeah. And also the, the framing they use, by which I mean... They'll do, like, slices of shots. So you might have, like, only a third of your screen being used at once, and the rest of it's black here and there. Yeah, and then they use the next third and the next third to, like, But they, like, show they stag it to show movement, or mm-hmm. they'll hyper-focus in on an area by cutting off the rest of the screen, and you just have this one sliver. But it does the framing and the camera angles really, really well, and if your only problem is that it doesn't move a fuck ton, fuck you. Honestly, it's still... Also, the music's good. It's the ins- music's rather... Reminds me vaguely of Cowboy Bebop, like, tone, and uh, I enjoyed it. I would watch more. I've read all of it that I can, so if your problem's just the fact that it doesn't move a lot, fuck off. Honestly, even with, like, minimal, like, frames, the animation is still very dynamic, and, like, it feels, like, very energetic. Like, yeah, people were complaining about how, like, it's a flipbook-style anime, where it's, like, Single image, well, single image, th- single there's image. There's an episode. There's an episode in the next episode, the uh, one with Gein again, but not focusing on Gein. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of fucking movement in that episode, right? Oh no! Like all I can think of when people were, were compl- when, I, when I remember how people complained about this, is the scene at the end of the birthday episode, oh, yeah. where like it goes from him giving the present to like trying to cut off his finger into her clothesline him. Like that's all visually dynamic and full of movement and energy. Like, yeah, because well, we have her on the right side of the screen and instead of just cutting to her clotheslining him and it's look, there she is standing there and then clothesline is full image. It's an image of him getting ready to cut off her pinky. Then it focuses on her. And then instead of just having her clotheslining him as the next image, it's framed to the left, focusing on the left and he's over there getting hit and we have a blank spot to the right. But it shows that she moved from the right side of the screen to the left, where we knew him to be from the previous setup. To be fair, we might not be the type... We're, we're exactly not the type of people that'd be upset about this, because um, we watched a show called Epithet Erased. And if you haven't... if you ha- I know we've talked about this before. If you haven't seen Epithet Erased, go watch it. It's fucking amazing. But, like, the animation is... um, It's top-down at points, like a fucking top-down RPG. It's very... The animation is very much Fire Emblem game boy advance animation yeah but it's also great and then it also has some like actual dynamic animation here and there throughout but it. yeah like so i don't know if we're the type of people that would be like oh look this animation is kind of stopped don't get like, me wrong i love great animation like it, it's obviously i like anime like i love well done animation and drawing and like movement but it doesn't have to be there for something to be good i mean animation is like 40 percent of the reason why i'm still watching demon slayer yeah Fun fact, pictures don't have to move to be good or tell a story. It's almost like a lot of anime are based off of these images that are used to tell a story, but they don't move. But people still like them? So, yeah, no. 100% agree with you, but I'm going to, like, run through my, my, end of th- my end of one episode one thoughts, um, which co- coincide with yours a lot. Um, I love the shorts and the storytelling, like... Mm-hmm. It's all very enjoyable, and he fu- it's it's fucking funny. Like in general, I don't like comedy, like shows and TV yeah. and movies. I like com- I like comedy stand-ups, and I like I like I like some comedy, but I don't like it. To, I don't like it when the comedy is the only thing is the aspect of the show, mm-hmm. like when when it's part of the storytelling. But this is excellent. Like this is such good comedy within the storytelling. On top of that, like like I said, the animation is just. Fuck you if you think it's bad because it's single images, because it's super dynamic, it's super energetic and interesting. And the sense of movement that it gives with such minimal, like, animation is is actually highly impressive. Like, exactly. Additionally, the background music isn't interrupted to the show, like, but it's very, like, additive. Yeah, it's very thematic to what's happening at the it moment. It sets a mood, but doesn't, like, make itself the center of the, sh- the, the, th- yeah. the thing going on, which I really enjoy. You can, like I love Cowboy Bebop, but sometimes the music makes itself the, oh, yeah. the, the scene. Whereas I think typically in like visual storytelling mediums, the the scene should make itself and the music should support. Definitely. But this is this feels more like that. Otherwise, the only thing I have to say is the Gein episode really caught me off guard. Yeah, I didn't expect also, talking animals. Out of these first six episodes, it is definitely the weakest of the six. Yep. On to episode two, though, which is by the way we didn't say this. Episode one is episode one. Episode and- two is. Episode 2. 
each of the six mini episodes have their own title, but I didn't notice until like episode six where it was called Gein's Walk. Yeah. And then episode 12 is Gein's Walk part two. Yeah. So we start with Tatsu cutting up some stuff and then he gets a phone call. Yeah. The big boss is coming. So we see him opening some windows and stuff and he's smoking a cigarette and he starts talking. And they're like, I got a job for you. I don't think talking is the right word. Lecturing is the right word. Yeah. Lecturing is like, I've got a job for you. Everyone thinks you're a you're a new, hot shot. You're a hot shot. Me, I'm not convinced. That's what you got. And it's we, a Roomba. Yeah, he's talking to a Roomba. But like, so he sets the Roomba up, and he's like, "Yeah, you're doing great. Now just get just get in that corner and finish it off." And then it like hits the wall and bounces off. He's like, "What Whoa! are you doing? You got to get in the corner. That's where you got to attack. That's where all the scum hang out. You got to get in there with like a stick with like a cloth wrapped around it. So he's just like dusting behind this and in between the cords. And he's like. I'm going to leave this room to you now. I got some other stuff I got to do. Yeah, and, and then he starts, like, in his head being like, we both know you're only second rate. You're just here because uh, Miku got you at that. She got you for free, free as, like, a party thing. gift or but something. But me, though, I don't leave anything behind. Blood, fingerprints, fingerprints footprints, any evidence. It's all gone. Yep, so he lets the Roomba run, and, and he starts cleaning. During that little soliloquy of his, Gein is just kind of running around harassing him. So... He picks the cat up, kind of tosses it towards the living room. And well, like, yeah, as he's cleaning, Gein is harassing him. Like, he's mm-hmm. cleaning the bathroom, and Gein's, like, trying to attack the toilet paper. Yeah, because he, he's cleaning while he does his little soliloquy about how he's better than a Roomba. And then Gein's like, you need to get out of here right now. And, like, picks the cat and kind of tosses it out of the room. Yeah. And Gein being tossed out of the room is like, fine, I'm going to go fuck with the Roomba. And, like... Well, he kind of just tears at it and then sits down, and yeah. the Roomba runs over his tail. Which causes Gein to freak out, and Green Gein runs off and knocks down the rice cooker. Yeah, gets tangled on an electric cable, pulls the rice cooker off the shelf, and dominoes a bunch of shit throughout the apartment. Yeah, so Tatsu comes because he hears stuff falling, comes out of the bathroom and check on it. Just as Gein jumps up to like the top of a cabinet or shelf and catches like his claws on some cardboard, which pulls down and it looks like some bottles of alcohol, mm-hmm. and they fall on top of Tatsu. Yeah, the one bottle that hits him is definitely like a bottle of red wine or something. Yeah. And then we cut to the outside where we see two women walking, and one of them is just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to introduce you to him. And then in the sub, it says Madam Chairperson. The, the dub doesn't really clarify who she is. She's just like a member of the neighborhood committee in the manga. She comes back. Yeah. And so they're talking, and she's like, oh, I've just been dying to meet him. But then, like, they hear a bunch of loud noises coming from Tatsu's apartments, like, things falling down. And they're like, oh, no, is he okay? And they open the door, and Tatsu's laying in the hall. He's, and, like, like, slumped against a wall. There's red pouring from his head. It's... It, he has footsteps of red coming out of... Yeah, there's red wine stained all over the hallway, the wall. Like, I'm sorry, Tatsu's boss head. lady. Yeah. I failed you. And, like, she's asking what's what happened, what's wrong, and he's just like, a young upstart just joined the clan. The Roomba comes out, it's just trailing red behind it. And that's the end of this episode. Yeah, we end this episode just as the Roomba goes back, ruining the tatami mats and putting itself back on its cradle. Yep. Pretty great. We cut to the next episode, and Tatsu's neighbor is asking him to watch her son. Because she just got set up for a job interview at the PTA and it's last minute and you know she needs this job yep and he's just like yeah no problem and the son is super scared because Tatsu looks terrified he's, he's that scary guy I see around sometimes but after Tatsu like offers him some cookies and the kid's like oh my god these are amazing well at first he asks the kid if he wants to play and the kid's just like well it's been good stands up <laughs> we have like an image of him putting his hands down standing up and then Tatsu's like cookies and we see it sit down it's a really good image of that dynamic also yeah. Gein running around in the apartment was a good show of the dynamic usage of movement without a lot of movement. Yep. And um, Tatsu's like, so do you want to play some games then? And The kid's like, I love I'm, games. I'm super good at Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, Mario Kart, not Mario Kart. Also, Roomba was Roombu. Yeah. All the names are changed for copyright reasons. So, <laughs> kid's excited and then Tatsu has a cup and sometimes he's like, odds are evens. Yeah, so the kid thought, oh, video games. But Tatsu's like, no, gambling, let's play. And then they go through... A bunch of different gambling games. Yeah. And Odds or even Snake Eyes, Koi Koi. And the kid is like, the kid's name's Ryota. He's like, this isn't what I meant by games. You can't play these with children. children. Yeah. And, and then the kid comes across a polycure statue and he starts playing with it. Or as Tatsu calls it, the blue polycure thingamajig. Miku's blue polycure thingamajig. And then the kid trips and falls and breaks the polycure statue. He's like, I'm so sorry. I, I don't. And Tatsu's like, Tatsu's like, are you okay? I don't care. About the, yeah. I don't care about the figure. Are you okay? Because Tatsu is actually a great person. Yeah. And the kid's like, yeah. But what about? And Tatsu's like, don't worry. I'll handle it. So they're outside. They have a shovel and like a, a tiny little can. can. And they're burying the polycure figure outside. And he's like, don't worry about it. Mistakes happen. As my old boss used to say. If you make a mistake, bury it. Yeah. 
And then just as they finish burying it, Miku gets home and she's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And Tatsu immediately turns around and just slams it in the ground bow to apologize. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the ne- then we do our little interstitial cut and we, we see Miku holding like a thing of super glue. So supposedly she fixes it. Yep. And then we cut to the next episode and Masa's walking down the street and bumps into some thugs and he's like, watch where you're going, guys. And they all turn on him and they are members of a different Yakuza group. Yep. Not the K1. Yeah, because the K1 told them not to mess with the Immortal Dragon. We'll get there. I thought the Shiratami group told them not to mess with it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, what I do know is they like corner Masa against a wall and he's like, he's he's on his phone like how to fight multiple multiple. Yeah, Googling enemies. it. He's like, hold up, wait a minute. I'm Googling. Um, Googling. G-U-U-G-L-E. Yeah. Google. And they start to advance. He's like, hold up. Wait, it's almost, I got bad signal. Give me a moment. And so they start to advance on him. And then we see, starting from the feet, Tatsu. And he's just, he seems to be giving advice about how to handle a fight. Yeah. Well, he's, he has a two by four tucked under one arm and he's reading from a DIY yeah, like that's magazine. That's the reveal there. He's book. just reading DIY. Um, and and Masa sees him and he's like, hey boss, Tatsu. You got to beat these guys up for me. And Tatsu walks up and slaps Masa across the face. And he's like, you started this. You have to finish it yourself. And then Masa's head's just, is that what DIY means? Yeah, and so the the gangsters look up and they see the immortal dragon. And they're just like, "Oh, we oh. shouldn't fuck with him. Let's go." Yeah, and then Masa's hiding behind Tatsu's like, "Ha, you guys are cowards. I knew it." Ha 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 ha. So the guy in charge of that group turns around, takes the two by four from Tatsu and just hits him in the head with it. And Tatsu's just like, two by four. It's good wood, nice and sturdy." And the guy's like, "What the fuck?" And then tries to stab Tatsu, and Tatsu stops it with his D- DIY book. And like at that point, the guy like turns around and leaves. Like they yeah. they hightail it out. And Masa continues to taunt them because he's an idiot. Yeah. But then... Tatsu's just, you know, talking about how you gotta do things yourself. And then Masa's like, wait, are Yakuza and house husband the same? The same two sides, sides of the, the same, same coin? coin? Is the way of the house husband and the way of the Yakuza the same? Teach and me. Like, and he's like, teach you to DIY? And then they build a cute little chair. And that's the end of the episode. The chair has flowers and a bear face on Yep. And Next episode... Tatsu realizes that his face is starting to sag. Like he's mm-hmm. he's doing like he's like one of those massage things, massage yeah. rollers. Yeah, and then he's hula hooping. He's just like trying to like keep himself in shape, so he's hula hooping in, in like the living area, which makes Miku have to duck. And, and eventually then he, he gets hits her, her, way, with her, and then he hits her, and she just slaps it down. And she's like, either take it outside or go to this, and holds up a flyer for like a local gym. Yeah, and so he goes to the local gym with some neighbor women that he's mm-hmm. friends with because they're housewives and he's a house husband. I think he actually becomes part of the PTA, if I remember exactly. That's amazing. Or um, he just shows up to meetings sometimes. But anyways, the fitness center... Not the PTA. The, the fitness center committee. gym has free classes going mm-hmm. on, like trial classes. So he does some trial classes with his neighbor friends. Mm-hmm. The first one he does is some aerobics, and like they're just... It's essentially like a dance class. Yeah. But they're like, you gotta smile, and like... He, he's like got this weird smile on his face and they're like he's so creepy basically so creepy any moment majima is being majima in the yakuza games with his weird creepy smile just picture that in your but like they finish aerobics he's like that was really fun they're like yeah you were really good at it and like, if you like that there's another class you might enjoy yeah so they end up taking him to do some yoga and the yoga instructor is like what does this pose remind you of and he like is asking him what that what each pose reminds the, yeah. the class of and he's like this is when you get hit by the... Weld on by, with a stick by the boss. And then this pose is when you get shot in the head. Uh, oh, yeah. He goes through several. Like, um, yeah. one of them's uh, sitting in the seat after disposing of the body. Or um, when, you have, when, you, when you're about to cut off a finger because you felled. Yeah. And or, then the, the final one is getting shot in the head. And the instructor's like, you can stop now. <laughs> yeah, the instructor's just like... Please stop naming the poses, yeah. please. But like he comes out of the class, he's like, "That was a lot of fun. I haven't I haven't worked up this much of a sweat since that time I crashed a, tr- a mail truck into a rival yakuza's headquarters." Yeah, and his neighbors are like, "What?" Yeah, they're just vaguely confused, not exactly listening. So they're all just kind of talking about how it was nice. Yeah, they're talking and walking, and like Tatsu opens the door, and they're like, "Wait, Tatsu!" And he well, like, "Yeah, they're getting ready to go in this in this room," and he opens the door for them and walks in himself, and it's the ladies' changing room. So he throws himself viciously out, like, to the degree that he rips the door off mm-hmm. and slams into the wall and then turns around and slams his head in a bow so aggressively that... He cracks his, the floor. The floor is cracked. His head is bleeding. And he, he says, he begs them for his forgiveness and says he'll accept any punishment, including being buried in the mountains. Or thrown in the sea with concrete boots on. And he's in this pose that I don't know... 
It was meant to be like tied up or if it's meant to show like his hands are linked behind his back. So he's holding his hands so he can't do anything. And his legs are splayed out a weird manner. So it's hard to get up and run. So I'm not sure if it's meant to be like submissive to the point. Like if I try anything, you can tell. Or if this is a really easy position to tie me up from. I I don't know what the position indicates. But yeah. Anyways, that's the end of that episode. Yeah. They're just like, is that a yoga pose? End of episode. So next episode, we open and we're at that mall. And Mm -hmm. Miku and Tatsu are shopping. And as they shop, everyone Tatsu interacts with is super scared of him. Well, I like when we first start here. Yeah. Because... The end of it... Yeah. I didn't take notes on the individual jokes, but I know what you're going for here. Starting off, Tatsu asks the, the shopkeeper in this, like, grocery, you got that good white powder? She's like, no, we don't sell that. Well, like, she looks at him, realizes he looks like a Yakuza, yeah. and, and she's like, the uh, image pels, and she's like, we don't sell that. And, and then Miku's like, I think he means flour. Yeah. And then, so, like, then Miku tries to buy, like, a two liter of Coke. Yeah. And he's and like, we have I'm some. So- you don't need any more. And she's like, what's wrong with um, stocking up? He's like. You drink too much of it. And then there's this little thing where him putting it in, him putting it out, she, her putting it back in. We see that. And then, like, she wants to get a video game. She wants to get a figurine. A video game. And then, like, a... Um, well, it's... I think it goes in the... I don't know what the first thing is. Then it's a figure. Then it's a VR headset. Then it's a video game. Mm, yeah. And then they're yelling at each other in, like, the promenade area of the mall. Yeah. And she's like... She's like, why can't I get anything? You fuzz face, goon shades. And then he's like... Why should I buy you a video game if you're being so bright? And he like yells it at her, and people in the background are like, "A yakuza yelling at a normal citizen? That's scary." She's uh, like, "I don't. What I don't get about this scene though, and like I get it's probably like just Japanese culture in general is she's the one making all the money, so why like can't she just buy herself?" I don't know if it's like I wouldn't say it's because it's a Japanese thing. It might just be because like you know that might just be how they do things. Like because she's terrible with money. Yeah, like <laughs> she might allow him to do that too curb impulse buying because she's got like if you if she was left to her own accord she would have spent like an extra 400 500 dollars in the store he's like she grabs like an oculus rift and like a, a new game and like collectible anime figurines and like collectible anime figurines are ridiculously expensive most yeah. of the time but so she sees people are like you know kind of dissing her husband and she's not cool she's like come on tachan let's go and so there's something the down she's court. like yeah and apparently it just explained to everything everything to him it's like People find me scary. Nah, I don't believe that. So they continue shopping. And he's like, our neighbors like me. And they think I'm funny. funny. And, and she, they're in like a sports store. And he's picking up a golf club. And she's like, nah. So then he kind of tilted her. And he's like, are you trying to start a fight? Yeah. And he's and, holding the golf club. like. And then the store clerk's coming up to him to like ask if they he need help. He looks like he's in a good mood. He's over there. He's like, hey, can I? And he sees the golf club and sees Tatsu. And he's like, turn sideways, walk away. Yep. And so she's like, you know, maybe it's your outfit. Maybe if we could just get you a change of clothes. And since we're in the mall, we should go ahead and do that. Yeah. So we get a few clothing changes, but like all the outfits. He's are in like, like dress pants and a red shirt. And it's, then it, like, it's all Yakuza fashion. And yeah. So like he's in like sweats and a sports jacket. And then he's in like kimono. Tra- yeah. Traditional kimono. And she's like, no matter what you're wearing, you're scary. And he's like, well, she's like, well, can't you just be like a little charming? So he kind of has off on his own, like mentally grabbing about how he has to be charming after all his fucking time in the Yakuza. And while he's off on his own, she's thinking, well, you know, he's not really as scary as the night I first met him. And he's doing better. And like, we cut a shot of him like shirtless in an alley, leaning on a wall. With Covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and then he shows back up. He's wearing a very, I like to point out, most of the time he's wearing like a suit jacket, black pants and black shoes. And like, I think it's a red shirt underneath all that. And then like an apron with like, a, 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 it says Shiba Inu on it and has a little doge head. Yeah. And he shows he back goes up down and to like just blow his knees. It's just like a nice long apron. And then he shows back up with this like cutesy maid apron, but it's like pink it's and pink frilly. It's and frilly, and, and it's polycure, and it goes to like just below his belt. Yeah, and she's like, and it's tight. And she's like, oh, it's so cute. cute. You gotta do the catchphrase now. Come on, come uh, say I'm coming to catch you. And he's like, I'm coming to what was it? And she's like, also oh, you have to strike the pose. And then we zoom out to like a kid shopping with his mom, and she, he's like, those two are really weird. And that's the end of that episode. Yep. And then we get the last episode, which. I'm going to preface by telling you this last episode, Gein's Walk Part 2 is an extended poop joke. And poop jokes aren't funny. But this one is. It's actually amusing. It's all in the delivery from uh, the voice actress for voice actor or voice actress. I can't yeah, know. So it's like just on the border of being like a guy putting on a girl's voice or a girl doing like kind of just a high pitched yeah, so kind of childish voice. Gein is walking along a wall and jumps down into this neighbor's garden yard area. Digs himself a hole. And he he's sitting there trying to poop and the neighbor cat comes out and goes what do you think you're doing i'm just trying to take a poo <laughs> no no gene specifically <laughs> says i'm just taking a poo yeah i'm just taking a poo and like the neighbor's cat's like no you can't do that here and smacks him yeah 
And, like, so Gein, like, goes off to a corner of the yard, digs himself a new hole, and starts trying to poop again. And the neighbor cat cut, runs up. He's like, I told you you can't do that. Smacks, smacks him again, but hits a pot and breaks the pot. And the neighbor cat's like, well, what are we going to do? What are you going to, now what are you going to do? And this is a mess. And Gein's like, well, first, I'm going to poo. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cat smacks him again. And then he's like, a little bit came out. Well, no, like, the cat smacks him a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then he's like... A little bit just came out. So the other cat grabs him by the scruff of the neck and drags him inside the house and throws him towards the cat litter box. And honestly, like you said, this this one also like details how like much movement and animation you can show. Like when we see Gein for the most part, it shows like good movement. Mm-hmm. And like you said, rushes into the litter box. He's like, finish in here. And like we get a image of Gein sitting there and like some dots. Like he's trying to like. I'm sorry, man. Uh, oh, it went back up. Yeah. End. And the other cat, no, not end yet. And the other cat looks at him, he's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to beat the, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, and that's the end of the episode. Um, So, I'm going to go ahead and hit this. Yeah, hit your house, man. As a whole, the show is an eclectic mess, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we don't really get a timeline for anything. The only thing that gives us a timeline is Masa's involvement. Mm-hmm. But, goddamn, that, this is That's like the timeline hilarious. in the manga as well. Like, the timeline is really just detailed by, have we seen that character before? Okay, we know we're farther in the future than that thing but like goddamn, is this hilarious and so yeah the animation might be more of a flipbook style we already talked about that a little a few times but like it doesn't detract from the storytelling or like the way the show looks personally the animation actually probably makes the show more enjoyable because the episode like okay so the entire season is five 15 to 18 minute episodes that was six no five okay Six, the sixth episode on Netflix is a trailer. Uh, the trailer, yeah. You're right. So it's five 15 to 18 minute episodes, which means the entire show can be watched in about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. And like, if you just wanted to binge it, that's hella bingeable. Like you could sit down and like watch that one night. No problem. However, I think the show benefits in that you could instead watch a, watch three minutes here, three minutes there. It's like, oh shit, I have to go to into like work soon or I have to go somewhere soon, but I, I'm good for like. Or, or Ten, I'm good for like eight minutes. What am I gonna do? I don't want to just browse on my phone. Throw this on. Watch like two like, little scenes. Yeah, like the skits are like three minutes long at most. So like you could literally be standing in line at like Walmart or something. Pull out your phone and like if you have your earbuds or your headphones on, you could watch a three minute episode by the time it takes you to get the cash register. Yeah. Like and then because it has every time it gives us a cut of way the house husband logo mm-hmm. or or the name somewhere or someone, it clearly distinguishes between episodes. So you don't have to be like. Oh shit! When when can I pause this? Okay, there we go. I can pause. I'm ready for the next bit. It doesn't directly tie into what happened last time. It's all good. Yeah. So like, I honestly think the show definitely benefits from the ability that like you can break it down and watch it in a bunch of just three minute chunks here and there, and like that's great. Yeah. I know a lot of people like like to browse on their phone on like Twitter and shit. Yeah. That's not for me. I don't like just browsing through social media or things like that. Mm-hmm. But just being able to sit down and ingest like a small little quickly joke or story in three minutes i'm down with it that's something that appeals to me like, well like there's been this trend on like youtube where videos had like they were they got shorter for a little while like it yeah. used to be like seven minutes was like this is how long you need to hit then like youtube increased it to 10 minutes and like just videos have gotten longer on youtube as time passed i think like right now the benchmark to hit is like nine minutes to- yeah the whole short video thing is like the main appeal of like tiktok right like, yeah Oh, I have, like, two or five minutes to kill. I can go through TikTok a bit. Yep. Like, so this show has that same type of, like, I just need a little bit of entertainment. Like, I have a little bit of downtime to kill. And I think that's awesome. Honestly, I love it. I'm going to finish this show. And, like, I'm not going to finish the show by watching the next three episodes all in one sitting. I'm going to watch a couple episodes here, a couple episodes there, until I get through the next 18 episodes. Yeah. So, um, for all clarity and truthfulness here, I'd already watched all of this. Cheater. I didn't know we were doing this until someone was just like, hey, you just want to do Way of the House Husband? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I've watched all of it. <laughs> but sure, I guess. Fair. Fair. That's my fault. But I've already watched all of it. But you know what? I'd watch all of it again because it's enjoyable. And I've also already read all of it. But like, they're short, easy jokes. And it's good saw. It's good voice acting. It's good story. Story? Question marks? There's not really much going on. But I just like everything about it all around. And I don't remember every tiny little fucking joke made in anything ever. So, yeah, some of these are going to come back. And I'm, oh, I've forgotten them. Well, like, and they'll I be good again. Or, you know, they were good to begin with. And they haven't gotten worse just because I've already seen them. Well, I think, like, the whole gimmick is actually just in- incredibly funny. Like, the idea of, like, this badass Yakuza, like, Kiryu from dude, Yakuza dude, series or something. Everyone loves that disparity of, like, 
here's this character who is very much this one way. And but also there are also on this entire other end of the spectrum. Yeah. It's yeah. It, so. that idea of gap moe. Right? <laughs> I don't know. That's the term. I don't like know. A, a vast disparity between one aspect to another. What I do know is this show is great and we both loved it. Yeah. Um, what I also know is if you loved our show, you can leave us a review on whatever app you're listening to. Just leave us a rating and review that helps other people find our show so that they can find other shows that they'll like. And you know, I don't think we've mentioned this before, but if that review thing, if it's not on your app or you just don't want to take the time to do that, just tell a friend. Yeah, actually. Like, it, word of mouth, because that's basically what we're asking you to do with the review, word of mouth, but the internet's vast and terrifying and expansive. Let me tell you, I have two podcasts that I listen to religiously and I love. I mean, I've got two, but I mean, one's just a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, I've got two podcasts that I listen to religiously and love, and a whole bunch of other podcasts I kind of listen to on, the, on, like, the regular. But the two podcasts I listen to and love, I found because people I know were like, hey, yeah. have you heard of Flash Forward? Hey, have you heard of System Mastery? And I was like, no, I haven't. Like, What's it about? What's a good episode to like dive in on? And like, I love both of those now so much. I don't miss an episode. Like, As soon as it comes out, I'm there listening to it. Unless like I don't wor- have work for a couple weeks. Yeah. Then I'll let it build up because... It's a good thing to listen to it at work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I listen to a myriad of other podcasts too, but those are the two that I'm always like... Yeah, the other podcasts for some of that is kind of just like, I need something to fill the time. This is, this is good. This will work. Like, I I listen to No Sleep Podcast and another podcast called Be Scared, which are just, like, horror story podcasts. Be yeah. Scared is more, like, realistic horror, like, kidnappings and stuff. And, like, No Sleep is, like, the No Sleep subreddit. And, like, I don't listen to those when I'm not at work ever. I will yeah. never listen to those if I'm not at work. But at work, it's a good distra- distraction from work, and I enjoy them. But, like, I will go – I will just lay in bed and listen to System Mastery. I mean, when we first moved into our new apartment before we had anything hooked up, it was – you got this new System Master downloaded on your phone? Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Just fucking play that shit, man. We'll just sit here in this living room that has like, like a fucking couch in it and listen to some System Master. So, to reiterate, if you have the time or want to leave us a, a review and rating, we'd love that. But if you just have a friend who you think would like our, our nonsense rambling about shows we watch, tell them. They yeah. might love it. Otherwise, if you want to get in contact directly with us, there's a myriad of ways to do that. Starting with our Twitter handle, at Copilot's Review, or our email at copilotsreview.gmail.com, or you can find a link to both of those and our Discord and our YouTube at copilotsreview.simplecast.com. And we just want to thank you once again for flying with us this week, and please fly again soon. Mm-hmm.